Hello, everybody. This is Sherman. Uh, thank you all for being subscribers. I really appreciate the support. And hello to the new subscribers. I picked up quite a few these last few days, so I'm pleased about that. I am again sitting in the Subaru Studios near I-5 in a supermarket parking lot. And I'm going to read you a poem. I wrote it a while back. I've revised it considerably. And it's about service work. Uh, in college and before college and after college, I did work many service jobs in restaurants. I was a pizza man. I was a uh, sandwich maker, as this poem is about. I was a dishwasher. So growing up poor, growing up in relative poverty, I have experience with that. Uh, I'm not one of those writers who went to private school and has been privileged their entire lives. I got asked last week whether being Indian made me uncomfortable in literary spaces. And I thought about it. It was an interesting question. I'm not sure that I'd ever been asked it before, at least not so bluntly. And I realized that throughout my career, it was economic class that mattered the most to me, that, that affected me most. I was most uncomfortable in the presence of writers who were from far more privileged backgrounds. I was uncomfortable around Harvard writers, Harvard alumni writers, but I wasn't uncomfortable from community college writers, of which there are few. The thing to remember is that no matter the political rhetoric of the writer, no matter the political rhetoric of the writer, you're talking about an elite group of people. I've become highly elite. So I'm a service worker who's become an elite, ultimate white collar worker. I'm a writer. That's the ultimate white collar. It's the ultimate white collar job for those writers who don't make any money. Imagine thinking that your ideas are spiritually and or financially lucrative. It's pretty crazy, but then it's true. It happens. Uh, there are all sorts of writers who have greatly improved my life, regardless of where they come from. So anyways, this is a poem about economic class. Uh, so let me read it to you. It's called The Best Sandwich Maker in Seattle. He was a graveyard shift deli employee who constructed hero sandwiches for other workers up too early or awake too late. He made BLTs for night watchmen and ham and cheddar for the nurses on their midnight lunch breaks. One night, near dawn, he made a triple-decker sub for a female cop who wanted extra onions. Don't screw around, the cop said. Extra means extra. Give me shallots and scallions, too, not just regular onions. A gathering of crows is called the murder. A group of eagles is called the convocation. Look, there's a shrewdness of apes. So what do you call the enormous stack of shallots and scallions amassed on a cutting board? 
it's a sob of onions. His eyes profusely watered as he sliced and chopped all those onions. Their fierce fumes permeated the deli. There was no way the cop should have been able to tolerate such an overwhelming stench. But she finished it in ten minutes. Gave him the thumbs up and said it was the best sandwich that she'd ever eaten. Then she winked at him and became a nightly customer. Funny how, 32 years later, he still remembers her. She must be at least 70 by now. He called her the onion cop whenever he talked about her with his fellow sandwich makers. They teased him about being in love with her. He laughed and denied it. But he wanted to tell them that his affection for the onion cop was more important than romantic. He wanted to say the onion cop gave meaning to his job. If he was to be making sandwiches at three in the morning, then let him make a specific sandwich for a specific person. Let the sandwiches comfort a stranger. Let them be armor when everything else is dangerous. These days, he only makes midnight sandwiches at home with ingredients from his well-stocked pantry and refrigerator while his wife and children sleep upstairs. Maybe one night, he'll make a sandwich with too many onions. Maybe he'll whisper a declaration of affection for the onion cop. Maybe he'll wonder if the cop was in love with him or the sandwiches. He was a young man made older by poverty and desperation. He was prone, then and now, to surges of fantasy and materialism. He once wrecked his car because he was distracted by daydreams of winning the lottery. He was sometimes crushed by rage. He was a service worker who, in the presence of any attention, became an actor. But hey, maybe he's always been an actor. After all, every fast food restaurant is a stage. And every worker is an extra, playing the role of extra, all for minimum wage.